Welcome back to another episode of Passionate Conversations on a Casual Level. We're your hosts, I'm Brandy. And I'm Justin. Today is a full circle moment for me. I'll share why in a very candid and vulnerable chat with Molly Williams from the Molly's Mornings podcast. She shares her meditation journey starting from a painful point to now becoming inspired to create Molly's Mornings meditations. We discuss meditation stereotypes and overcoming obstacles surrounding meditation practices. Whether you meditate traditionally or through movement, we're all deserving to slow down and free ourselves of our thoughts. I'm excited about this one. I think because it's a little unnatural for me to try and meditate. So I'm interested to what she has to say about someone like me. Yes. (laughs) And how she can help. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll gain a lot. (laughs) Definitely. But before that, let's get passionate. Let's do it. I'm super passionate this week. What is it? I'm very, very passionate. I have been inspired to create my own little series called Brighten Up Your Mornings. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, I think I just, I don't know, did I just come up with this one night and tell you about it? And Yeah, it just happened. It all happened so quick. It all happened so quick. So and fast. all at once. And I was like, you know what? I got to strike while the iron's hot. Yes. So I knew if I thought about it for too long, I may talk myself out of it. And I know you and I have these passionate conversations. Before, condensed. Yes. Condensed version of our passionate conversations before our main segment. And I felt inclined to want to dive deeper into them and... I recorded one and released it onto the world. So um, you guys can listen every Monday to me. And of course, you and I will still be doing a podcast together. Yeah, I I guess I was thinking she's going to boot me for sure. And (laughs) this whole thing's over. (laughs) There's still time, right? Never (laughs) know. No, but um, what I really wanted to talk about was, you know, I am so excited about it, but also... I am experiencing imposter syndrome. Like doing this podcast with you, it's been six months, so I don't really experience that as much as I did in the beginning. What is that, by the way? Oh, you don't know what it is? Or you're just... I kind of have an idea, but I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. Okay, so imposter syndrome is... It's not a real diagnosis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just what people feel when they're doubting their abilities uh, okay. um, and they feel like a fraud. So for me, doing this podcast with you, I've overcome that. Right. I do it and I feel good about it. And I feel like we've received a lot of encouragement from our listeners and feel really good about what we're putting out. Now doing this new project, it's all new, and I'm going through that imposter syndrome again of like, this is so hard, because I, I am not talking to anybody but myself. Right. So I think that's what, that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that could be really tough. I remember when I was first, you know, I'm in my real estate office now, and people know me. <laughs> And and oh, they asked me to no they asked me <laughs> to teach kidding. courses and stuff and when when I first did 
a class, you know, on, on some stuff that I was teaching on. Right. <laughs> it was like, who am I, I to be that. teaching this class? And, you know, how am I sharing this information? Is, is my information good enough to be shared? And yeah, totally. Um, so so I me, can relate. Let big me time. ask you what helps you to overcome that? Honestly, like how you're now to a point where I see you don't even flinch. Like you're just like programmed. To just I still like, I still have it on some level, um, but it's nowhere near what it was. And, and the only answer I can give is preparation. And, but mostly for me, mostly it's just experience doing okay. it more and more and more because the first two or three times I had that same, literally as I'm talking, like giving, it, it was very difficult. And I, I thought I bombed for sure the first time, but then people came up after, oh my gosh, that's so helpful. And thank yeah. you. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, hey, as long as one person thought I was and helpful, that's all that, that's all that matters. So yeah. it, that, I mean, maybe if I didn't get that feedback, it would be very tough to continue, but I love teaching. And yeah, I think, You'll be fine. You just have to uh, get past that. Yeah, I do. I'm going to. I'm pushing through. Like sure. I, I do still have those thoughts, though. And I just got to remind myself and, you know, I just know when I'm doing it, I feel so good. Yeah, that's and all that matters. And you know you're helping and trying to help. Trying so. to help. Yeah. yeah. So cool that's what's going on in my world yeah what's going on in your world i'm fired up about like two totally different things so today i got a call from and you were in the car from a police officer at Mm -hmm. one of the properties that um i have listed and it's an escrow and recently the owners evicted the back tenant to get ready for you know the new owner to take over and right It's just been a very drawn out process, but what really got me going today was that, you know, there was, this is in West Hollywood where there's a large homeless population and the officer was telling me, Hey, there's, you know, several homeless people on the property. They have a mattress on the property. Um, They're pretty much camping there. And, And he told me, you know, this is, only a situation that's going to continue to get worse. Once they know there's a vacant house, they tell other, you know, other people and then they come and it's almost like a big party. And then, you know, if you guys aren't aware of the laws that squatters have in in the state of California, it's, it's rather ridiculous. Um, Well, I mean, to give you an idea, they, these uh, homeless or, or anybody could, break into the property Mm -hmm. um put a mattress in there and in in some sorts establish residence um he was saying that and and i've heard of this they'd actually mail themselves uh something you know change their mailing address to the house to kind of establish that and once they do that technically they are under a residency and you have to evict them if you want to get them out, you can't just go in there and boot them. Even kick though them out they have by no, force. there's no contract that they live there, like there's no it's really, agreement. It kind of becomes their word against yours. Um, and wow. some of them will get creative and make a lease agreement 
Um, oh, wow. But and this is California? This like is California. I, I'm not aware of every other state. So th this is kind of what, what I was facing today uh, that really got me fired up. And uh, it's just... It's just it, so sad. There's a lot of laws in California that it, these, especially the the renter laws, you know, some of them are for good reason, but th this is just it's outrageous. And I, you know, to add on to that, I was talking with a lady the other day, and she has a property. Um, she told me she wants to sell, and I started looking into it, and I, I noticed that she wasn't on the title. And I was like, hey, mm. you know, you're you're not on the title. And she said, yeah, I know I'm going to court right now. Um, this property has been vacant for 14 years and somebody moved in or, or somebody was living there, squatter, and they just started to pay the taxes on it. Oh, and this wow. is kind of a loophole if you move into a property and you start you paying pay the, the taxes, taxes for consecutive years. Technically, you're not you can owner? become the owner. Yes. What? Yes. So um, she's, you know, I mean, should you leave a property abandoned for 14 years? No. <laughs> but right, right, right. but still, does that mean you should lose your property? Yeah. Hell no. Well, so, that's just crazy because it just reminds me of when you're going through that buying, selling process as a buyer, just thinking of us, okay, our house that we just, we bought it was vacant for I don't know how long, but yeah. they were they completely like restored it. And I mean, I can't even imagine showing up preparing right. to move in and then just seeing that there's people in here yeah. and like mattresses out front. I, yeah. That would just be such a yeah. bad vibe. Exactly. Not and that's kind of what I'm stressing good. over yeah. is, you know, buyer shows up and hey, someone's there sees that. But yeah. I think, I think that's something that I'm hoping for the best. But um, I, I'm hoping to see that change at some point soon. And I just feel like it's, I don't know what it's there for. You know, what? who is it really helping? Right. These laws. Oh, right, 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 right. So. Yeah, it's just making it really easy for Right. But on a brighter note, passionate-wise, I talked yeah. about maybe – two, three months ago, getting back into the gym to play basketball. Mm, and yes. I finally got to do that. Yes, and you did. And it was awesome. And got some good exercise in, planning on going again this weekend, if we make, can make it happen. But you can yeah. do it. I'm also very excited to introduce our next guest. This person is a part of my morning routine and has played an impactful role on my meditation journey. So I hope you all enjoy this very special conversation. I'd love to welcome in Molly Williams to our show. Molly, I'm so excited to have you. And for the listeners who don't know who Molly is, she is the host of the Daily Molly's Mornings podcast focused on guided meditation. She's the founder of the Wild Mind app uh, that centers around meditations for dreamers, creators, and doers. And she's passionate about mental health and disrupting stereotypes surrounding meditation. So welcome in, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. This is so wonderful, and it feels like I'm sitting down with a friend. I feel like Yay. I already know you. I'm so <laughs> awesome. Well, I do listen to you every morning, and I will get into that in my journey a little bit. But I'd love to know a little bit about your journey and how, how you started with meditation and kind of how that's evolved. 
Absolutely. So I started meditating when I was a teenager. I really struggled with mental health and depression. And I was actually in and out of an inpatient facility for a little bit of my teenage years. I had struggled severely with depression and I had attempted suicide. Um, so I bring that up because I think it's important to, to share that I've had struggles and that life is not easy. And in this pain and this discomfort and this dark time, I found meditation through a therapist of mine. And I started practicing off and on. I, I got into it. I love that time. I love the energy. I love being able to slow down and sit with my thoughts and explore things. And in my 20s, life got busy. So I was on and off a lot more with my practice, but continued to grow, continued to learn and try different things and did workshops and worked with monks and had all kinds of really great experiences, but wasn't consistent. <laughs> and then um, at the start of the pandemic, I was dealing with a very difficult physical um, infection and I was not able to even barely walk around the block. I was in extreme pain and going to doctors and dealing with this discomfort and then the pandemic kicked up and it was kind of like, what am I doing? I was burned out with work and I just had this little voice inside that said, start a podcast, do a daily meditation practice, be there. And of course, I wanted to do something to help the world in such a difficult time. And that was really something that I could offer and something that had been a part of my life. So yeah, I started the podcast about two years ago now, and it's been so fun to continue to explore and build my own practice in the two years that it's been in existence. And I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly trying different practices and learning more and evolving. So it's been a very beautiful journey and a lot of ways to start from such a place of pain and then move into this really transformative, bright and happy and loving place that I'm in today. Thank you so much for sharing that, especially where you say the place of pain is where you started. Mm -hmm. I have a couple people in my life that I look up to that have gone through so much pain. I can't even imagine it. And they are the most inspirational people to me uh, because I just think about, wow, if they are here working um, on their inner spirit and soul and showing up every day, mm -hmm. you know, it just motivates me to do better for myself. And that you know, you along with so many others, mm -hmm. um, inspire me to, you know, pass along the knowledge that I now have. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh. It's, I think a lot of people can resonate. Um, and, and it's not talked about a lot and right. I, yeah, I had no idea, you know, um, yeah. would have no idea. So thank you so much for that. And oh. your, um, Molly's mornings meditation. Um, I know, I've been listening for the past couple of years. So I didn't know you started just a couple of years ago too. And it's just so funny. <laughs> That's great. Oh, so you've really been with me since the beginning. It That's seems, so special. Yeah. yeah, it definitely seems that way. And I know now you have a wild mind app. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd love to know kind of your, um, the road to how, you know, you had started with your podcast and now you've mm -hmm. kind of taken it to your app, which 
is beautiful, by the way. I love all the visuals and the feels and all of it. Oh, I appreciate that so much. So I started developing uh, the the podcast throughout the pandemic, obviously. I, I mentioned that. And I was kind of like, what's next and how do I kind of go deeper and Mm -hmm. go into a place of growth and offer workshops or more extensive meditation practices? So originally streaming was such a huge thing during the pandemic and people were doing classes and that sort of thing. And I was thinking of doing live classes and Zooms and then I sort of had this feeling and this uh, channeling during one of my practices and it said, no, 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 do an app, go for the Mm -hmm. app. And at the time I was like, I don't even really have an app. I have Instagram. (laughs) What is an app? How do I do that? I don't know how to code, Uh, but I pursued it. And at the time I was still unsure. So I hired someone on the cheap, I will say. And I just kind of thought, I'll get it together and see what happens. And the first app that I created was riddled with issues. It was terrible. It was falling apart all the time. It was lots of customer service emails, just trying to apologize and make it right. And at one point I had to sit down with my husband and I said, what am I doing here? You know, am I not investing because I don't believe in myself? I don't believe in this, this future journey and experience. And I said, okay, we need to take this seriously. So we hired someone to rebuild the whole app and Mm -hmm. it was a big investment. And it was something that I, at the time was like, this is going to be months of work and how do I go through this and keep the stamina and and keep everything going. And then we did, and it was so beautiful and fun and rewarding to see that happen. And we launched in January and it's been so special to grow with the app as well. And I think both places, the podcast and the app, I really try to share all sides of myself and you see a lot of different practices on each platform and obviously the sleep content of the app. And so Mm -hmm. it's really fun to have both, but I definitely have had to learn a lot. I I had no idea what a server was or coding (laughs) and and just this crash course that I'm constantly learning. And I appreciate that though, that my journey brought me here. Yeah. And I resonate with, you know, starting the podcast Mm -hmm. myself with my husband. And it was just like, you know, similarly to what you said about you, you got the idea, well, you, you you had a whisper about the podcast Mm -hmm. and then through channeling, it was the app. Mm -hmm. And, um, I felt that way with starting the podcast and there's so many times where I just, the fear kicked in in me and was like, gosh, the thought of like where to begin figuring out the logistics. I don't have a proper setup. And then you see others that you admire and you just have to get back to center and think, well, they started somewhere, you know, everybody starts somewhere. Um, so kudos to you for, for listening. And it just goes to show, you know, those little whispers are placed on you for a reason Absolutely, and to pursue it. Um, and, um, I know we were talking a little bit before about how I stumbled upon your podcast and I just wanted to share a little a bit about my meditation journey and um, how you've played a, an impactful role in that. Um, so beginning of the pandemic, um, about two years ago, I, so about three years ago, actually, I lost my brother. Um, he was, yeah, he was uh, 21. Thank you. 
And um, I never had considered myself a spiritual person um, up until that point. And through grieving, I found myself super connected to him, Mm. uh, even more so than I feel when he was alive. Um, Mm -hmm. So my brother was disabled. So there wasn't a lot of verbal communication and he couldn't physically walk. Um, But I I see, I would see him in my dreams and I'd get all these synchronicities and signs and I could see him running and he's just in a much happier, like he's himself, he can be himself. Um, And so I really started to, you know, dig into the idea of meditation because that's where I felt I could connect with him the most. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started with the Calm app. Um, So I started kind of listening to meditations on there Uh, Then I started with Headspace, another major app. Um, And then I think once you kind of find different meditation styles you like, you kind of like venture out. So Mm -hmm. um, also through the pandemic, like you mentioned, people were doing workshops. So I found myself in a meditation community online through Zoom, which I thought was like wonderful. And we would do uh, weekly meditations um, and journal about them. And so through that journey, I was like, all right, I think I'm ready to kind of change things up a bit. Um, So I wanted to change meditations up in the morning. So I was on Spotify and your uh, podcast came right up uh, when I searched meditation. It was like Molly's mornings. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I I love uh, that the length was about like 10 to 12 minutes. Um, And I was like, let me give it a go. Let me give it a shot. So the first time I listened, it was a guided meditation. So I love guided meditations. um, Mm -hmm. And I love that you offer themes. So I know sometimes like for a week, you'll focus on, for instance, like when the Olympics was happening, you'll focus on uh, like things having to do with persistence and, you know, not giving up. And so I loved that aspect. And I just immediately fell in love with, with your concept and just, I could be feeling down and, um, I actually now do your meditations while I walk, Mm -hmm. um, and just looking at the trees and the birds and the squirrels and listening to you starting out my walk. It's like, no matter how my morning started, I just, I, I can count on being grounded and centered for that amount of time. (laughs) <laughs> I'll choke down oh. <laughs> the world to me. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Of course. And I I loved a one particular meditation a lot um, that really opened up my eyes. And I tried to go back and search. Like I said, I've been listening for a while now, so I couldn't find the exact one, <laughs> the name of it, but I can um go back and uh if my memory serves me correctly, it was about uh you walking the listener through a story where I believe it was a little girl who is cold and um, she's trying to keep warm and she's going around and she's finding these poor animals that are also really cold. So she gives up some of her clothing to keep them warm. And uh, basically by the end of the meditation, she suddenly realizes she's no longer cold, that she's warmed by the love and uh, the love that she's getting from these animals. And it's, it's like, wow, first of all, just, you know, simple things like that 
it takes for me to realize like the things that are right in front of you. And if you are generous with your love, you know, you receive love in return and that just forms your heart in itself. So I just wanted to share that with you. (laughs) I appreciate that so much. And that was a special one for me as well. I I think it was around the holidays and I, if I remember correctly, your winter time and yes, looking for a story to share and kind of weave into the practices because I'm always trying to weave things and do different, different styles. And I couldn't find a story that was the, along the message that I wanted to share. So I just sat down and I remember just letting it pour through me and coming up with it. And I just thought, you know, this is, it's, it's a reminder for me as well, that we do have this ability to love. And when we mm-hmm. move outside of ourselves and we put others first in a positive way, it can really change our lives. And it's so important and it's so beautiful. And that's what we're here to do is to live and to love. And so I appreciate you saying that. And it truly means the world to me to hear that you listen and that it impacts your life because as you know, having a podcast, you see numbers on a screen. So sometimes (laughs) it can feel a little lonely because you see this and I'm so grateful for my Instagram community and people that have reached out to me, but you do feel alone sometimes. So it really means the world to me to know that it has impacted your life. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. And, and I, I knew when I signed up for your app, um, you personally emailed me and offered me your phone number. And at first I thought, is this really Molly? (laughs) Did she just email me? (laughs) Um, and you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I, get the true sense of character, you know, just from the little things like that, um, that mean a lot to me. And that's why I am just so honored to be able to talk to you today because you're a part of my mornings. <laughs> oh, it's such a gift. I just, I, I'm so, so grateful. And yes, I do write every email I send before dinner. I'm just frantically trying to send them. And, and sometimes people do text me and call me and I'm so yeah. grateful because I mean it. I, I'm here for you. And yes. I feel very deeply that I am here to, to serve and to help people and to make an impact in whatever way I can. So I'm, I'm here to be of service to the world. <laughs> we appreciate it so much. And just to switch gears a little bit, yeah. I wanted to go over um, just some common meditation stereotypes, because mm-hmm. um, I know that that's something you're passionate about. And um, I just wanted to list out a few and kind of get um, your take on them. Yeah. So <clears throat> some stereotypes um, are, <clears throat> you have to sit still. Mm-hmm. It takes up a lot of time. You have to empty your mind. Meditation is for a certain type of person, and meditation is <clears throat> religious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I find that sometimes that's a deterrent for people. Absolutely. I receive this feedback a lot. Oh, I've tried meditating. It doesn't work for me. I can't do it. I can't sit still. And meditation just means to focus on one's breath. So let me kind of start there. There are so many ways to meditate. We can meditate while we cook or while we take a bath or we walk, like you mentioned, that Mm -hmm. just slowing down and listening to the thoughts rather than letting the mind kind of just do what it wants is meditation. So 
there's literally something for everyone and there's no specific amount of time. You can meditate for seconds. You can meditate for hours. There's no guidelines. There's no rules really. Right. So I think that's important and certainly it's a practice. So you wouldn't sign up. Well, actually, maybe I, I would do that. Sign up for an Ironman or something tomorrow, <laughs> but I wouldn't do it without training. And it's the same for meditation. We can't say, I'm going to sit here for an hour and expect it to work out for us. It takes time and it takes discipline. And just like sports or anything that we do, there are good days and there are not so great days. So every time we show up is going to be a little different. Mm -hmm. um, as well as the sitting still, when I was dealing with my physical infection, that really hit home for me because I couldn't sit upright with the long neck and spine and have this beautiful meditation meditation posture for that time frame. So I had to lay down and I had to uh, meditate in my bed. And that taught me a lot and was very humbling because again, there are no rules. So it's mm -hmm. important to get comfortable. And this is your time, your space, your opportunity. So I am passionate about it, as you can tell. <laughs> I think that it's really important to give it a chance. And I'm constantly evolving my own practice. And anyone that listens to the podcast knows that one day it's spirit guides and the next <laughs> it's, you know, an ocean breath technique. And so I think that's important too, is when we get bored or we get tired, try something else because you don't have to do the same thing every time. I'm in a real phase of my practice where I'm working with the spiritual realm and I'm doing lots of mysticism with archangels and spirit guides. And that's not something that resonated with me a few years ago, but that's where I am now. So I think mm -hmm. that uh, meditation is, is a practice and it's a journey and just try everything, try yeah. it all, I think. And there are no right answers and find what works for you. But I truly believe it's possible for everyone. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful gift to give to yourself mm -hmm. to Absolutely. the opportunity to try it out and kind of knowing that it may feel uncomfortable, yes. you know, um, like I mentioned, I started a few years ago and it's just now where I'm really confident in mm. getting in the zone and meditating and, um, but it, it took a while and it took a, a, you know, it was sometimes I do it sitting down. Sometimes I would do it in the shower. Now I do it, um, while I'm sitting down and then journaling afterwards on what I meditated on. And then I also do it on my walk. Um, so, and I'm a person that likes to change things up a lot. Yeah. Same. So I love the different uh, variety of meditations that you offer. Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually talking to my husband about this because he does not meditate traditionally. Um, mm -hmm. He finds meditation through playing uh, sports. So when he plays mm -hmm. basketball, he finds yes. he's like really meditative. Mm -hmm. um, when he's working out, he's really meditative. And so sometimes in the beginning of my journey, it's like I wanted him to experience what oh. I was experiencing. And we were like clashing a little bit. And I, he would join a few meditations I was doing and I'd get so much out of it. And he's like, I didn't understand. I can't do this. And um, I just find that everyone is different mm -hmm. and everyone has their own styles 
that they, you know, that they like. And um, I asked him, someone that doesn't traditionally meditate, you know, what would you like to gain out of this conversation that I'm having with you? And um, what he would like to, his question was, how does he break the resistance to meditate? Mm. So kind of with his career, he's super busy. Um, he's constantly on his phone because that's what drives his business. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does find it hard to break that resistance to actually, all right, I'm going to meditate, whatever, however that looks for him. Yes, absolutely. I can relate to this and my husband as well. He's not, I relate to your story so much because (laughs) as I was on this journey and we had headspace when it first came out, my husband and Mm. I, so we were very early days of that. And I would be like, isn't this great? And he would struggle with it. So I, I understand that. And I think that just to kind of go on a side tangent, but yeah, In tarot, the lover's card, the Mm -hmm. woman is looking up at the stars and the man is looking at the woman. And I think that's symbolic of as women, we maybe have this connection more so than men do. And I'm not saying that to knock anyone, but I think men look to women sometimes for that nurturing and for Mm -hmm. that guidance and for that support. So I do think, I hate to say this, but I think sometimes that women, maybe it does come a bit easier. I'm probably going to get some flack for that. (laughs) That's just my own opinion. But I think sometimes women are in tune with that maybe a little bit more. But for men as well, they can meditate in so many different ways and movement is huge. So I support that as well and fully understand that. But for me, resistance comes especially around time in habit and routine. So I mm-hmm. I think it's really important to show up at a certain time every single day if you can. Mm-hmm. And even if you just sit somewhere in the same place and you just put something on, if your mind is everywhere else, that's okay. But if you keep sitting there every single day and you just drop into it, over time, your brain starts to listen to the practices. And before you know it, you're meditating and you don't even realize. But I think it's making that initial time and that commitment to yourself. But my practices are all over the map and I do different things, um, different you know, experiences. So I think if sitting down and and dropping in doesn't resonate with him at this time, Mm -hmm. there are certainly other things that he could do to get a little bit closer to that kind of vibration and that frequency and that, that channel of, of meditation. But there are so many, yeah, so many different things that you can do. And I've definitely heard that feedback, but Another thing is he's deserving of meditation. And I think Mm -hmm. we need to tell ourselves that a lot because we are programmed in a lot of ways to work hard and we're working so hard. We're Mm -hmm. hustling all the time. And now on our phones, we have 24 seven access to everything and people have access to us. And I think it's challenging to say to ourselves, I deserve the 10 minutes. Like, right. I deserve to sit here and not do anything else, but just be with myself. So I think starting there too, and just saying, I am deserving of this and I'm deserving of this practice and this space. And even if I do nothing else, maybe I don't focus, maybe I don't channel a spirit guide or, you know, go down this rabbit hole meditation. If I just sit here, that is enough. I love that. And meditation has become an essential part of 
just Mm -hmm. me being able to be my truest and highest self. Mm -hmm. And I love that you say, make it a habit. Mm -hmm. Um, Try and start with the same time every day. And I find that when life gets busy, like for instance, the holiday season, Mm -hmm. that can get really busy. And I've experienced it where I put meditation off and kind of like mindfulness off because I feel that I would rather plan everything I have to do because this is my only time. And if I don't do it, I'm not going to get it done. And I've realized that I, I need that meditation. Like my body craves it now. I used to put it off because I, I thought I'm going to try and do other things in that time that I felt was on, on the top of my priority list, Mm -hmm. but I would get burned out. Um, I would not feel grounded. And once I got back into meditating, it's like my body was thanking me for getting back into it. And like, wow, there's no reason why not basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I love also what you said about the tarot card, the lover's card. So I love tarot. That's also something that I've explored um, and love continuing to learn about it. And I've heard different interpretations of cards, but that's the first time I've heard of that interpretation. So thank you. <laughs> I, I, I hope that that's my <laughs> own interpretation. I yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think it just, every card kind of serves uh, you in different ways. And um, I just love learning about ancient knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, I could just talk about that all day long, yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would like to know from you, do you have kind of a long-term goal with your meditations? Like, is there a specific goal that like one day you want to be able to achieve this amount of time, or are you just kind of taking it day by day? With my practice specifically? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great question. I think that because it's constantly changing, my goals are always sort of changing. Like my morning routine right now is very different than a few weeks ago or a few months ago, but I try to meet myself where I'm at and Mm -hmm. I'm able to stay in meditation for at this point, probably as long as I would like to, I could be in meditation for hours, which is really nice, but sometimes 10 minutes is all I need. So it really depends on what I'm doing, what type of practice, but yeah, it's, it's fun to push myself sometimes. And definitely when I was starting out, that was not the case. I could not have sit still for an hour. Like there's no way, but it really, once you and it's interesting you said that too, once you start meditating, it's changing your brain chemistry. So really you're allowing yourself to monitor the thoughts, which most of us our entire lives have let the mind just run completely free. So it changes everything when you start to slow down and and alter those thoughts and change direction and transform them and create shifts and release things. And so then it becomes so ingrained that when we stop doing it, we don't feel as good and it doesn't feel natural anymore. So it is very powerful. And I think I'm always working on that. And maybe that's my long-term goal is just getting faster and faster with the shifts and being able to start again and get out of negative head spaces and stay in high vibrational states. But of course it's, it's life too. It's It's not going to be, you know, yeah, perfect. Yeah, exactly. There's always something. And I think it's important to flow with that as well. And 
you don't need to be perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I'm a recovering perfectionist slash yes. people pleaser. Um, and it's, it's nice to have tools like this that mm-hmm. can help me be conscious of who I want to be. And, uh, yes, the perfectionist sides have served me well. And, um, you know, in the ways that I've been able to succeed and, um, and so I, I think we can still use all those qualities, but still, you know, remain centered and know that the goal of, you know, uh, raising to the highest vibration mm-hmm. and frequency I can. And if I'm trying to be perfect, that's just bringing me down. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've got to meet yeah. yourself where you're at. And yeah. I love that you shared that. And I relate to your husband because I've definitely not saying that he's a workaholic, but <laughs> I've had various workaholic tendencies in my yeah. life. And during the pandemic, my work, um, I owned a production company. I still do, but my husband does most of the work now. And mm-hmm we were traveling all over and we were hustle, hustle, hustle and constantly in communication with people and moving and doing this. And it was so wonderful, but I was exhausted. I was so burned out and I got physically ill and that made me slow down and the pandemic made me slow down. Mm -hmm. So I think that life has a way sometimes of intervening as well and encouraging us to look within and to change the landscape of our minds and our bodies and to take that time to, to really look at what are we doing and what's important to us. So, yeah, absolutely. And before I let you go, I always am looking for, I I'm a reader. And so is my Mm -hmm. husband, a lot of our listeners are, uh, whether you listen to audiobook or actually read the book. Um, and so I'd love to know, are there any books that you recommend meditation or not related? Maybe any ones that like have really impacted you? Ooh, that's a great question. I have so many books I love. What are we talking? Are we talking real academic reads or more fun or? Um, yeah. I mean, whatever you want, whatever okay. you want to throw okay. out there. <laughs> well, I love Big Magic is one of my favorite um, Elizabeth Gilbert. That's about creative energy and inspiration. And that's a huge favorite of mine. And I love that book so much, but also the Kabbalion, which is a very hard read. And okay. The audio version <laughs> of that because it's a struggle, but it's all about vibration and yeah. rhythm of life and flow. And so it's deeply impactful to know a lot of that information, but then hear it in that way, we're reminded of the gift to create and that we Mm -hmm. have the ability to create our lives and to change our thoughts and and our bodies. And so it's interesting. And that's a definite recommendation that changed my life. And I've loved learning from that, but so many books, I just so (laughs) many different ideas and thoughts, but I love that you're a reader as well. Yes. And I, yeah, I, I love reading the books that I, that I need at the moment. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I've heard of the author um, that you mentioned, Elizabeth Gilbert. So mm-hmm. I definitely would like to check that out. And thank you, Molly, so, so much for, for talking to me, for emailing me back and um, just for, for everything, for continuing to bring your healing messages to all of everyone that listens to you every morning and if anyone is listening and would love to know more about you and Molly's mornings, where can people find you and hear more of your healing meditations? Oh, I appreciate 
appreciate Miss Tiffany <laughs> being here. Thank you so much for having me. And you can keep up with me at Molly Loves Mornings on Instagram. And my app, as you mentioned, is called Wild Mind. So I'm there as well. And my podcast is called Molly's Morning Meditations. Awesome. Thank you so much, Molly. Appreciate it. We'll have to bring you back on at some point to dive deeper into other other areas. Yes, <laughs> and I just want to hang out with you. You're such a light Aww. and your energy is beautiful. And it's Thank you. you. Oh, likewise. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank <laughs> you. I've been buzzing all week from that conversation. Yeah, you guys had some serious chemistry. That was awesome to yes. hear you guys talk. And I know you've admired her for a really long time. So I was super pumped when you said that you could uh, get her on the show. And yeah, that yeah, was amazing. It was. It was It was a full circle moment, like I mentioned, because she literally is a part of my morning walks. And it's rare to find people that you admire and you have a conversation with and feel like, wow, they're the same person that I, yeah. that I thought that they would be. Like, Right. Like she was exactly that and more. That's really cool. In my opinion. Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. I really like what she had to say about women having a a easier time meditating other than men. I think we talked about this on our podcast, actually how men have a nothing box. I think it's easier um, because you, most women, their minds go and go and go and, you need that break. And so it's easy for you to put the focus on that. I don't know. That's at least kind of my understanding of it. I love her interpretation of the tarot card, the lover's card that she was talking about. Yeah. How the woman is looking up at the stars and the man is looking, the man is looking at the woman. Yeah. For the nurturing. And um, I, I love ancient knowledge and I think we've made it really apparent. Well, I can't wait to listen to this one again. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this. Um, on this journey, I mean, we're past six months. We're going on month seven. Yay. Crazy. And thank you to those that tuned into my solo episode. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my only listener over here. No. <laughs> but um, as always, if you like what you heard, please go on and rate and review our podcast if you haven't done so. On Apple, Spotify. Yes. All the above. All the above. And also keep in touch with us at The Gorgeous Podcast on Instagram. Until next time. Stay inspired.